0: Welcome Outsiders, you're listening to the H&H Outfitters Podcast. Alright, good morning. We're on the uh, H&H Podcast here. I'm Alex um, from the new H&H headquarters here in Salem, Oregon. Uh, Just getting things set up. We got the new desktop setup. Uh, we're going to be moving this studio into something a hell of a lot cooler than what you're looking at right now. But for now, this is what we got. So we're going to be doing this. Uh, this morning, we're talking with Chris Clogston from Southern Oregon. He is a Steelhead ambassador down in uh, Fishes the Rogue quite often and lots of other rivers in Southern Oregon. And we got him on the line here. Chris, good morning.
1: Good morning.
0: Uh, how are things down in Southern Oregon? Uh, have you uh, gotten out of the smoke from all the forest fires <laughs> yeah there was a tiny bit hanging on yesterday but for the
1: most part it's been gone for about a week or two it was gnarly for almost two months oh really yeah it's, you can finally see the hills surrounding yeah. the valley so
0: you know up here in the valley um it was the smoke was settling in these fires were just insane this summer uh there's still some of them still going on Um, I'm, I saw some of your pictures down there and you were fishing in some pretty rough conditions when I know the news was telling everybody to stay inside and you were still, you're still out there fishing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of a crazy thing when the smoke was super thick, it Mm -hmm. is unhealthy to breathe and there was warnings for it, but it pretty much was like an overcast day because the smoke was so thick Yeah, and fishing was super good like even during the day because it was like, there was just cloud cover over the river all day long. Uh And as soon as it cleared out, the sun hit the water and it's been slow for like two weeks besides first thing in the morning before the sun comes up. So Mm -hmm. in a way, I I don't miss the smoke, but I miss the shaded water, so (laughs) I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for fall to say the least, the salmon are spawning everywhere yeah in the rig right now
0: yeah i noticed uh um you guys were out the other day and got him got into some fish
1: yeah um i took my buddy lewis out there and rode him around for for the morning and he ended up hooking five in a super short amount of time four he ended up hooking in about 20 minutes and it was all in different spots we kind of just picked off a fish floating down over to the left and then we cut over to a spot on the right and hooked another one and we dropped it below this bridge and hooked another one and he had a hot hand so he was pretty stoked about that
0: (laughs) how many days a week you would you say you guys are fishing the rogue
1: i go usually at least twice during the week sometimes three times and then i fish usually always on a saturday and a sunday nice um so if
0: you, if you're fishing, are you, uh, you're typically fishing with one of your buddies. Are you fishing, um, are you fishing, uh, with mainly Louie and, uh, Jeff or, I mean, who, who else are you? I mean, know you, you, have guests every once in a while. Um, are you is there anybody else down there that's kind of a mainstay i know you kind of got a little crew of guys you run with down there
1: yeah uh, i got a I got a buddy named connor who i like fishing with a lot yeah um, connor he's he's got a boat too so he can row so it's kind of nice because then i can fish we can swap mm-hmm. you know someone hooks up on a fish he can hop behind the oars um and then i do fish a lot with Louie. um i met him last winter and He's just as crazy about it as I am, so he (laughs) likes to get out all the time. Nice. Jeff, great friend, fish with him when we can. He's super busy, so it's kind of hard to get out with him normally. And then I had a guy kind of reach out on Instagram that lives on the other side of Grant's Pass and said he's been following me for a long time and wanted to get out and fish this part of the river because he had never seen it before, so. Nice. I got him out. Uh, the last week I think it was and he ended up hooking a steelhead and a salmon um, they were crazy fighters and we didn't get into the boat unfortunately but he was super stoked about it and seeing how seeing the look on his face the look up, it, it was a pretty cool thing to deal with so
0: nice so let me ask you a question about how um, how you feel social media has played into your angling obsession uh, and what you do on a daily and weekly basis um, because this is this is something that's really interested me right now is a lot of people have said that, that social media has uh, now that we got all the chit chat out of the way I'm going to hit you with some shit so yeah, people people say that social media has uh, has ruined fishing uh, blown up spots people are doing it for the wrong reasons and all that stuff um, but I don't know as a business owner in the outdoor world from uh from my perspective and just from a business perspective the business of outdoor sports i think social media has done nothing but endear people to the outdoors and then also give them a reason to go out and and do whatever it is they enjoy outside whether it be fishing whether it be hiking cycling whatever it is because what a lot of people are finding is that social media is giving them the motivation to want to go do these things so that they can share these experiences with their friends and meet new people in the process. And I know of all the people that we talk with and all the people that we deal with from an ambassador level and a customer level and a friend level, you are probably the most prolific when it comes to just reaching out to people who you've never met before and said, let's go fishing. and. I think that's really cool, one. But I'm interested in your take on how that has changed, because I know you started fishing, you know, at a young age, kind of just you and a couple buddies that you grew up with, and now it's uh, it's a whole different thing, you know. There, there's all kinds of new people that you're you're headed out with all the time, and just kind of curious how how that social media aspect plays into um, how you fish on a daily, weekly basis.
1: Yeah, to be honest with you. A hundred percent of the people that I fish with right now, um, I guess I met via social media. Yeah, quote um, unquote met. I mean, <laughs> like <laughs> they they basically at some point reached out, or they saw pictures, and they're like, "Hey, I was on Facebook the other day, and I came across a you know giant steelhead that you caught. How are you doing that?" And yeah, like I'm just crazy about fly fishing, and, and you know I it's i have a couple buddies that i've known forever but that's just like a occasionally we link up sometime and go fishing but yeah there is a lot of drama but it's only a, like certain kind of people make it to be that and um, i love looking at um instagram and pulling up all these fish pictures or different hashtags and looking up different kinds of trout and different countries where people are catching certain trout. some people aren't huge on social media yeah Um, i have one of my best friends he could care less about going on facebook or instagram he occasionally likes to do it but um the the people that see it as blowing up they're focused on they look at a picture and they know exactly where that is yeah it's (laughs) a nice person Can't change them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. To each of their own. I mean, politic wise, some people think one way, some people think another way, and you're never going to change their minds. Sure. So, some people frown on pictures and blowing stuff up, and some people love it like me. I love it. I love getting on there looking around. I love sharing my pictures with other people. Um, you know, I would sometimes I go want to want to go fish a certain hole, but. I've fished for 14 years, and it's a bummer when somebody's in it. But you know, they're getting just just as excited about hooking a fish as I am. So it comes down to just to each of their own, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think there's definitely um, some merit to the argument that if you're if you're not careful, you really can blow up a spot. You know. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely think, but there are. There's also the uh, the argument that um, you know who are you to say that's your your spot. You know, there's a lot of a yeah, lot of indigenous people yeah, there before. Anybody's, yeah. anybody's allowed to go
1: in there. Exactly. Yeah, and <laughs> you know you uh, you want to be yeah, careful. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't get an attitude when somebody else is fishing your spot because they're doing the same thing you're doing. And yeah.
0: They
1: had to start. They probably started in the same way. And, you know, every, everybody deserves to be able to fish, you know, wherever they want at some point. Yeah, and it I'm was, not always going to get my favorite fishing hole, but there's going to be times that I'm going to get it. So it's you just got to be equal. Yeah, and it was somebody else's spot before it was your spot, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So those of you who those of you who are just tuning in, we're we're also streaming this live. Um, this is the first time we're streaming live and also recording the podcast. So those of you streaming live, we're talking with Chris Clogston, he's Steelhead Ambassador down in Southern Oregon. Um, so we we touched on the social media aspect and how you've met the people that you currently fish with and um, how you've how that kind of plays into um, the people that you fish with but how does, how does technology play into how you fish? Um, and I think, that is, uh, I think that is an even deeper question. Um, you know, there's a lot of tools out there. We've got the Steelhead app that has the river levels on it. Um, we hope that's helpful. There's many other river level apps. Um, there's all kinds of things that help you become a better fisherman, whether it be Facebook groups, apps um mm-hmm. things like that um you know you're predominantly a fly fisherman um it's kind of an old uh, classic sport where where you you're fishing a certain way how's technology changing the way you fish on a daily basis uh,
1: i guess companies are coming out with new i don't know if this answers your question but they're coming out with new lines and new ways to fish. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. When you've done certain done one thing long enough, you kind of want to get new options. Yeah, um, I started fly fishing when I was seventeen, and I'm almost thirty one now. And I was never introduced to a spay rod until probably three years ago. Yeah. And. If anybody has ever hooked up swinging, it's it's pretty freaking fun. It's it's pretty hard to beat, but a lot of people will switch and just go straight to that. But I I don't I don't care how I'm doing it as long as I got a fly rod in my hand and I'm loving it. I have I've got people that will throw a spin rod and bait out of the boat, and if they hook up, it's just as exciting as if someone's doing it on a fly rod. So yeah. But all these companies keep coming out with new lines and it kind of gives you like new techniques on how to do stuff. Yeah. And so I think it's super cool that, you know, you've always been fishing this one way and then this company releases this new line which allows you to do something a different way but still be effective. Yeah. So then you can jump behind that and if it works, you might end up liking it better. Who knows? Um,
0: Yeah, I think I think definitely technology and gear for sure. Um, I mean that's just a constant because if, if companies aren't creating new technological advancements in gear, they're just trying to resell the whole the same old thing. Uh, you know, we even have that issue just from the apparel side. It's it's we have people who come to us all the time asking us when are you going to do more technical gear. We're just not there yet as a as a company. Um, we're getting there, but but we're just not quite there yet. Um, but I'm more talking about how when you wake up in the morning and you're getting ready, you know you're going to go fish that afternoon. Is there a go-to app for you to check river levels? Is there a go-to weather app? Is there um, something that you utilize? Tools that you utilize when you fish, like a, for example, um, I want to find a new spot or I want to log new spots. Are you there? Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Hello? You there? Can you hear me?
1: Now I can. I lost
0: you. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. We're having, we're, we're working some kinks out here. You still got me? You there? I got you. Okay. You got me, right? I
1: got you. you okay. Got good. Me?
0: Yep, I do. Um, so, so basically. Um, yes.
1: Yes. There. I have- I actually very actively there is a um, I have the, the link saved basically as an app into my phone so I can always check the flows that are coming out of the hatchery mm-hmm. um, it hasn't been raining so I know the creeks aren't stolen in any more water so I look at the hatchery flows and I find out um, I've been doing it so long that when I look at you know the hatchery is 45 miles upstream from where I like it. but I've been doing it so long that I'm, I'm familiar with what the flows are now. Yeah. With what they're spilling out at the top. So, I, working at home, I constantly have this website up and I probably refresh it 10 times throughout the day. Just, they, they'll predict it to do one thing, but it's never 100% accurate. So, yeah. Like every hour, every couple hours, I'm refreshing the site and seeing if they're dropping float float, putting more water out. And it kind of determines what I'm gonna do that afternoon when I get off work, or, or even the next day if they predict it to, you know, spike in flows. So sure. it's a super helpful thing. I know when it's on the drop, fishing's gonna be good. So sometimes, am yeah. I always hoping that they're gonna hold back some of the water? Because there's a ton of fish in the system. So yeah. So there's a kind of fish a little water, and there's more fish piled into the holes. So I definitely watch. I definitely watch um, sites with the, with the river flows on them.
0: Cool. So that that's like a that's that's a website, um, but um, app wise, there's nothing you use as far as uh, basically what I'm trying to dig at here is um, I love I love how technology is integrating into outdoor sports. When yeah. you, you, i mean everything from gopros to gps to i mean uh, trail cams to god you name it right? yeah. um, it's all awesome yeah i'm interested in in apps in the app space for the outdoor sports and getting people's opinion on on things that are that are uh interesting to them and would be useful to them from an app perspective so like if you had an all-in-one app that had river levels weather conditions uh Top five news reports from the outdoor world, you know, tailored to your specific interests, whatever that may be. Um, the ability to drop a pin, GPS locate places that you've been to and fished, and and then write notes as to what you uh, what what happened that day. You know, people who get meticulous about that type of stuff. Um, how advantageous something like that would be to
1: them. Yeah. Um, I actually think it would be awesome to have that on things with yeah. a note section because, <coughs>
0: example, when I had this guy come over and fish from Grant's Pass,
1: mm-hmm. um, obviously I had to give him my address. I told him to meet here. I would drive us down to the river, blah blah blah, bring him back, help me unload the boat. Yeah. So I had to give him. He had to use the GPS to find my house. Um, we used the. He actually asked me what what river flow. App or website I use, so I sent that over to him. And then when we were on the river, we bumped into this guy that was swinging, and uh, we had never met him before. And he was talking about how he's like, yeah, I to last year I swung, still within than one spot in 20 minutes. And he's like, I know because I write this stuff down on a paddle table. Yeah. And so it, I don't know. It'd be kind of cool if there was some kind of GPS. Um, you know, drop a pen, write notes, you know, with the, with the phones, leave a note in there that's where you can just say, you know, this time last year, I hope three and, and versus having, you know, your yeah. GPS or your phone or whatever's in your car, your pen and your paper is in your bag.
0: Yeah, I think there's like 12 different apps right now, but there's not one specific one that kind of encompasses everything. Um, yeah. But, okay, cool. Well, one app would be sweet. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll work on that. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) It's a killer idea. What are you getting stoked on for the next uh, couple weeks here? What's happening down in uh, Southern Oregon in the next couple weeks that
1: people should get excited about? Well, the weather has finally cooled down. Yeah. I've never seen so many over 110 degree days in Southern Oregon in my life. Things are changing, I love the fall. I like the clouds. Like a little bit of rain. I don't like more, rain in the, in the boat because then the boat's filled with water. Yeah. But um, typically, this time of the year, up to November, steelhead fishing is awesome. So I'm super excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, got lots of trips planned between now and pretty much December. So I just know, like over the last several years, there was always October and November was always so good every time we went out. So so we've had a pretty good last two months. Um, It's as soon as the salmon start spawning, usually the steelhead fishing gets really good after that. And those things are spawning like crazy right now in the river. So I know what's to come, so I'm super excited.
0: What are the flows like on the
1: Rogue right now? coming out of the hatchery I think is about 1150 and it was up around 2000 for a long time Mm -hmm. until about a month ago so there was a lot more water running in there than usual um so this time of the year we do have more fish that have been into the system yeah at this time of the year but It kind of died down for two weeks, and I did hear that downstream there was some massive pods of really big fish coming up. So it's just a matter of time before it hits here. Nice. So we've we've had some good—before it was all all evening. Like, we'd go out in the morning and not have any luck, and then go out the same evening and just kill it. And it was like that for about two or three weeks. And right now, it's completely opposite. And what do you want to get it's in the morning? Cause I've been going out and we've been touching like one fish, you know, from lunchtime till evening, one or two fish and then going out in the morning and there's like six fish piled into one spot. So it's kind of weird how it all just changes like that. But what kind of rig it's are you running? Time of the year where it's pretty good throughout the day. Right now, it's just it's in the wall. So when those clouds are rolling, it'll, it'll definitely help the fishing.
0: What kind of rig are you running, typically? You got me? Now I do. Okay, what What kind of rig are you running? You there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yep, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, stone, stone's
1: light. If I'm limping, I'm using a... A stonefly right now, we're about to have a huge October caddis hatch. So it's like this little, it's this tan caddis with black. Dead. Those things will be hatching in a couple of weeks. Um, so we're using like a big stonefly to kind of replicate one of those. And then maybe like a little small one, size 14 or 16 dropper, mm-hmm. or, you know, like a, a copper john, a red copper john. Pretty much any little dropper has been super effective. Uh, There's a lot of fish feeding behind the salmon reds. Yeah. And the smolts are ridiculous right now. (laughs) Can't keep those things off. So you basically have to cycle through those. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're having stonefly-sized smolts hit the stonefly. So I don't know how I don't know how the heck they're doing that. As soon as that dies down, it'll be better. Um, swinging, if we're using a sink line, we yeah. sw- usually a like a black leech with like an orange head or something. It's called like an egg sucking leech or something. Yeah, we're swinging those on a sink line, or if you're swinging a float line like a green butt skunk traditional or anything a traditional that's replicating like a October caddis, something tan and brown, yeah, a little bit of black but Makes sense. Even, even swinging or swinging up smolt's like crazy <laughs> really yeah well i gotta get down and
0: see you man um thanks no for problem. taking the time to talk with us we're gonna edit this up no and problem. get it online here you know soon um but uh i appreciate you being the first one to chat with us as we try out all these new gadgets and uh, the, no problem, thanks for calling. Yeah, first podcast in the new shop. So uh, that's that's pretty cool. We're gonna, we're gonna be moving um, all of this gear into a, an actual studio zone and, and doing stuff more on a regular basis. So um, make sure you guys check in with that. This We've been chatting with Chris Clogston. Uh, he's a Steelhead ambassador. He's running the Steelhead drift boat down on the Rogue. If you guys see him, stop and say hey. Uh, He's got a lot of good information and a super nice guy and always willing to share uh, some tips with you. So if you see him out on the Rogue in the Steelhead boat, make sure you wave him down. Say hello. Chris, thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. All right.